You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Now you guys know the secret of the bathroom, of the bathroom problem that we had one time. Did you know? Did anyone know? <laughs> uh, after Luke told me that, I went back and listened to it, and it was like, oh my gosh. That's, that happened. So anyways, um, I'm so excited. I am so excited for church to be open, and um, yeah, it looks a little bit different, but it's good. It's good. It's going to continue to get better. I know that the Lord said to me um, a couple weeks ago, the greater days, get ready for greater days. And I don't think it's just greater days because we get to be together. It's greater days because he's on the move and he's doing something amazing. And I am so excited. My spirit is so excited for what God's about to do. And I believe in these moments he's equipping the church and we are rising up to be what he has called us to be. And I'm so excited for it. Amen? Amen. All right. So, um, oh, it, this is different for me because I'm preaching two services. So... I have to think about what I, I preached this morning and what I preached the afternoon. So you're like watching me grow before your eyes. But um, <laughs> watching me stretch before your eyes. Um, on uh, Wednesday, I think it was, I was talking to somebody and I was like, oh my goodness, like I do not know what God wants me to speak on. Like I've got nothing. And and I'm like hoping for this amazing message that just knocks it out of the park. And I'm like still waiting on God and I'm starting to get a little bit nervous, but it's always on his time because that's the way he works. And so I'm waiting and nothing, you know, and I'm like, am I just going to have to, you know, preach on faith or something? Like just <laughs> pick a subject, God. Thursday morning, I'm sitting outside and I'm drinking coffee and I'm just spending my own personal time with God reading the Bible. And he begins to talk to me um, about, he begins to download on me and it just came like, like in seconds, he just started to talk to me about this. And so I know that I'm carrying a word from God for us, the church, for this very moment. And I think it's important that we lend our ear, lend our spirits, lend our heart towards what God is saying, because I think that it's really important in this moment. And so one of the things that he said to me was this. This is the first thing he said. He said, you're coming out. It's time to come out. The church is coming out. It's time to come out. And so I started to think about it and, okay, what is God saying? And, and you know, what, what are you talking about kind of? And so he reminded me of the prophecy um, that I gave in January of 2020. And then last week I gave it again. And I'm going to read just a portion of it. Um, and then we'll continue from there. He says, it's time to stand at attention. It's time to stand at attention. It's time to stand at attention. And it's important to note when God says something he, three times, he, he means it, right? He's trying to get your attention. It's time to stand at attention and see the goodness of God, the hand of God, the favor of God. For I am stretching out my hand and I am putting things in order. I am moving things into place and I'm moving things out of the way. I am moving stumbling blocks out of the way. I am moving distractions out of the way. For I, you will see God move. For I am moving in your home, I am moving in your church, and even in your city. Many will stand at attention and look to see the goodness of God as I am causing the enemy to scatter. 
So it is time for the church to stand up, to stand up out of your brokenness, out of your offense, out of your bitterness, out of your disappointment. It is time for you to stand up and take your place. And so as he was, was talking to me about these things, he took me over to Ezekiel and, and I'll go there in a moment. But it's important that, that we understand that when, when God is, is putting emphasis on something, when he's speaking something, like it's time for you to come out, it's time to come out, you're coming out, things like that, that he is breathing his spirit on it. And, and it, there's something that happens when God begins to speak, there's something that happens inside of us even that causes change to happen. Something happens in the atmosphere when God begins to speak. And I believe that these words are God speaking in this moment. So I wanna to go to Ezekiel 37 and I'm going to read it. I know a lot of you know it, but I'm gonna read it anyways because it's an amazing verse. So it says, the Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. And then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? Oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. And then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, Listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin and I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. I just wanna point out as, as we continue in this that Ezekiel may have been saying it, but it was God's words he was speaking. Ezekiel was speaking the very heart of God. God was looking at a valley of dry bones and says, Ezekiel, tell those bones to live. And as Ezekiel began to speak, the bones began to live. It wasn't Ezekiel who put the bones back together. It wasn't Ezekiel that caused the bones to live. It was God. It was the Spirit of God. So he says, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the God. Look, I'm going to put breath in you and make you live again. And I will put flesh and muscle on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. And then you will know that I am the Lord. Then Ezekiel speaks, it says, suddenly there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over their bones, then skin formed to cover the bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds. Son of man, speak a prophetic message and say that this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds and breathe into these dead bodies so that they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up to their feet, a great army. 
Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying, We have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore, prophesy to them and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I will open your graves of the exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, you will know that I am Lord, for I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. I believe that even this, even this message is a prophetic message. Even the scripture is a prophetic message to the church today. That the spirit of God is blowing on the church like never before. That there has been a redefining and of us as the church, of, of our value systems, of what we hold, of, of you know, even the religious systems that we think are important, that God is breathing on us as a church even now and saying, you will live again. Because honestly, if we were honest, there were parts of the church that have been dead and dried up and they were just works. And God's breathing on it in this moment. He's breathing on us in this moment. That this is a moment almost like we are staring into the future, I believe it. That this is, this is a moment where God steps in and things begin to change. It's like a holy moment. It's an incredible moment. But I want you to hear this morning, the Spirit of God say this, you're coming out. It's time to come out. It's time to come out. As he began to speak those things to me, he took me to Lazarus, the story of Lazarus. And Lazarus, obviously, he's been dead for three days. He's wrapped in grave clothes. He's lying in a tomb. He's dead, 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 like deader than dead, right? And, and Jesus shows up and he begins to speak to Lazarus. He begins to talk to Lazarus, to the places that are dead, to, to, to the the part that is no, he's gone. He, everyone knows he's gone. Everyone knows that he's dead. And Jesus begins to speak. And what does he say to Lazarus as he begins to speak? Come out. Come out. Lazarus, hear the word of the Lord. Come out. It's time to come out. It's time for you to come out. Come out of those dead places. Come out of those, come out of those grave clothes. Come out. Just as he speaks to us this morning, it's time for you to come out. When Jesus began to speak the, those words, Lazarus' spirit began to rattle inside of him. Lazarus' spirit began to quicken inside of him as he stepped out of the grave, as he heard the words of Jesus, as his spirit heard the very heart of God, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus began to come out. He began to walk out of it. So then I, so God was downloading these things as I'm sitting there talking to him and I'm like, God, what are we coming out of? Do you mean come out of isolation? What are you saying, you know? Do you mean that we're coming out of, of the, you know, coronavirus? What, what are you saying? This is what the, took me back to the prophecy that I just read. I'm gonna read it again. So it's time for the church to stand up to stand up out of your brokenness, to stand up out of your offenses, to stand up out of your bitterness, out of your disappointment. It is time for you to stand up and take your place. This is what we're coming out of, the broken places, 
the bitter places, the offenses, the unforgiveness that we've held on to for so long. I wrote this down and I'm gonna read it because I think it's important. This is what he said. Because it's these areas of your life that blessing stopped flowing. It's these areas of your life that caused you to go to sleep, that caused the church to go to sleep, feeling justified in our own bitterness, in our own offenses, in our own unforgiveness when we weren't. It's these areas of your life that dreams went and died. It's these areas of your life that have caused dysfunction to flow. It's these areas of your life that are dead in tombs. It's these areas of your life that kept the Spirit of God out. It's these areas of your life that you have been dwelling in. And just as Jesus showed up to set the man who dwelt among the tombs in the Bible free, Jesus shows up this morning. And I believe it with my whole heart. I felt it. I felt like his presence just hit me as I was studying this, as he was downloading it, that, he, that this was like a moment where he shows up in this moment and says, I've come to get you out of that place. I've come. I've seen it. I've watched you. I've watched you struggle. I've watched you want, not want to let it go. But I've come in this moment to get you out, to set you free from it, what you've been carrying. And he said this, that, 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 that this is a holy moment. Like this is a moment where chains break off. This is a moment where we get free. This is the moment. And things that would take a long time normally gets free right now. If you'll hear the word of the Lord. If you'll hear the word of the Lord, you're coming out. It's time for you to come out. You're coming out. And hear Jesus calling you, come out. Come out, come out from that place, come out. Hear the word of the Lord, hear the word of the Lord. And so then he began to talk to me about unforgiveness. And I, I was sitting there and he said this question to me. If people say that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping for the other person to die, have we all heard that before? If unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping for the other person to die, then tell me, what is forgiveness? What is forgiveness? If unforgiveness is poison, what is forgiveness? And I said, I don't know. God, I, I don't know what forgiveness he says, it's healing. Forgiveness is like drinking liquid healing. That's how he said it to me. Healing for your mind and your body and your soul. He said, a lot of times people have looked at forgiveness as something they have to do. Like, I, like, like if I don't forgive, God won't forgive me, so I have to forgive. So I forgive, I forgive, I forgive, I don't want to. I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. But he says, they're not seeing it. You're not seeing the big picture. Forgiveness is the gift that I gave you. I gave you the gift of forgiveness. Why? So you could be healed. Why? So you could be whole. Why? So that, so that you could walk in freedom. I gave you the gift of forgiveness. It's a gift. It's not a have to. It's a gift. That blew my mind when I heard it. It sounds so simple and I'm like, yes. 
It was for your healing. Not only did he give forgiveness to you as the forgiveness of sins, but then he says, here, now you go and forgive because it'll bring healing to your life. You go and forgive because it'll set you free from the pains. You go and forgive because you'll live in freedom. Go, forgive. It's a gift that I give you. Isn't that amazing? It's the gift that he gives. It's the gift that he gives. But a lot of times we don't want the gift. We want to hold on to our unforgiveness and our pain and our bitterness and our disappointments. We, we want to hold on to it. And so he began to show me the man at the pool of Bethesda. And that man is sitting there. He's been there for 38 years and he is disabled. He can't move and he's been waiting for someone to take him to the pool so he could be healed. And day after day, nobody comes. He gets more disappointed. He gets more offended at the people that haven't come. Now he probably doesn't forgive anyone around. Nobody wants to help me. And he has all of these excuses, all of them. And God shows up and, and God show me as though like Jesus shows up. There's all of these people that are waiting for their healing, waiting for someone. Jesus shows up. He's not talking to anyone else. He's talking to this one man. To me that shows that he showed up for that guy. And he says to the guy, do you wanna be healed? What, do, you, do you want this? And the guy says, well, no one's ever taken me and I've waited 38 years. And he has excuse after excuse as to why, he, why he's not getting healed. And we do this. Jesus shows up even in this moment. Do you wanna be made whole? Do you want to come out of your unforgiveness? Do you want to be made whole from the bitterness? Do you want me to heal you from the disappointment? I'm here. I'm showing up. Do you want this? And we're like, yes, but these people hurt me. These things hurt me. Yes, but I don't want to let it go. Like I could be healed and whole as long as I can carry the pain of it with me. As long as I can know for sure that that person will get what they've got coming. Yes, I want to be healed, but I just have these things, right? Because people have been hurt, hurt Jesus, or people have hurt me, Jesus. You get that, right? So, and that's not what he asked him. He didn't ask. He didn't ask for his excuses. He asked him one thing. Will you be made whole? Do you want this? Is this what you want? Because this is what I've come to do. Is this what you want? And I believe in this moment, this is what Jesus is doing. He's showing up to us in this moment saying, do you want this? It's time to come out, church. Hear the word of the Lord. You're coming out. Do you want it? Do you want it? Or do you want to stay in your excuses? Or do you want to stay stuck holding on to the past? Do you want to move forward? Do you want it? It's time to come out, church. You're coming out. It's time to come out. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear his spirit breathe on this this morning. And so the man gives Jesus these excuses and what does Jesus reply back to him? Love it, get up. <laughs> He's not like, oh, I'm sorry. He says, get up. Why? There's better. There's better than this. 
There's better than you holding on to your excuses. There's better than you hoping that someone gets justice and they pay for what they did. There's better for you. You know what there is? There's freedom. There's life. There's me. There's better than this. Get up. And hear him call to the church this morning. Get up. It's time for you to come out. You're coming out. It's time for you to come out. You're coming out. Get up. Get up. He shows up this morning and says, I've come. I've come. I'm going to heal you of that. I'm going to heal you of that unforgiveness. I'm going to heal you of that pain. Oh, I know you shouldn't have, shouldn't have happened. You shouldn't have suffered. It shouldn't have happened. But it's time for you to get up. And I'm reaching into that place right now. Because you, you can stay. Or you can say, yes, God, I'm, I'm getting up. I'm moving forward. And I'm going to breathe life into that very place in your heart. I'm going to bring healing right now to that place. And you're going to come alive like you've never come alive before. You're going to see things like you've never seen before because the bitterness has clouded it. The unforgiveness has clouded your judgment. You've not been able to think clearly because of the bitterness. You see, what happens when you have disappointment, disappointment will turn into offense. Offense will turn into unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will surely turn into bitterness and bitterness will affect all that you are. You'll, you will speak bitterness and not even know. You'll spew bitterness onto other people and not even recognize because it's become a part of who you are. The way you see, the decision-making, the things that happen begin to affect all that you are because bitterness is rooted in you. And right now, in this moment, Jesus says, I don't want my church to be powerless anymore. Come out. I'm healing it right now. If you'll let me, come out. Come out. Then he took me to Luke 4, 14. And the praise and worship team can come. He took me to Luke 4, 14. And, and this is when Jesus was in the wilderness. He went away to the wilderness for 40 days. And while he was away for 40 days, he was tempted and tested and all those things. But then it says in the verse four, in verse 14, it says, and Jesus armed with the Holy Spirit and power came out of the wilderness. That's how he came out, armed with the Holy Spirit and power. And this is supposed to be the church. It's supposed to be the church. But we've been powerless for many reasons, but one of them especially being because we wanted to keep our unforgiveness. We wanted to operate and in our disappointment, in our, in our bitterness, in our unforgiveness. And God says, mm-mm. Those things have rendered you powerless. It's time for you to come out and be armed with the Holy Spirit and with power. It's how he designed the church. There's another verse in Song of Solomon that says, who is this coming from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? That this isn't something that you have to do in your own strength. This is Jesus that's showing up in this moment saying, lean on me. Come out, come out, lean on me. I'll, I'll take you out of this. I will heal you, I will heal you, I will heal you in an instant. 
Because who's Jesus? He's your beloved. You don't have to carry this. Who carries you? He does. Who do you lean on? Jesus. We're coming out of this. How? Leaning on our beloved. Looking to Jesus. I just want to read one last little bit. The end of the prophecy that he said in January to us as the church, he says, for it is time for the church to arise, to wake up from your slumber. See, it's those things that cause us to go to sleep. For there is much for you to do, there's much for you to see, there's much for you to experience, but you must arise. You must wake up so you can see. For you will be a people that have seen a great light. But you must wake up. Understand that those things those have, have caused you to go to sleep, caused you not to be able to see, clouded your judgment. You must wake up. And then he gave me this verse, Ephesians 5. Once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. Your mission is to live as children flooded with revelation light. And the supernatural fruits of his life will be seen in you, goodness, righteousness, and truth. Then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. And don't even associate with the servants of darkness because they have no fruit in them. Instead, reveal truth to them. The very thing they do in secret are too vile and filthy to even mention. But whatever the revelation light exposes, it will also correct. And everything that reveals truth is light to the soul. This is why the scripture says, arise you sleeper, rise from the dead and the anointed one will shine his light on you. It says in that verse that whatever the spirit exposes, it corrects. And so even in this moment when you feel in your heart that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, it's not to condemn you, it's not to bring you down, it's not to make you feel shame. Shame is never from God, ever, ever from God but he will expose things in our heart, expose things in our lives. Why? So that we can be free, so that we can be healed, so that we can be whole. Sometimes those things shut God out of our lives because we don't want him into that area. And so the Holy Spirit will poke at it and push at it and be like, hey, do you see this part of your life, this unforgiveness, this bitterness, this whatever it is that you're not letting me in? I I'm exposing it right now so that I can bring healing to you, so that, I, so that I can correct it, so that you can walk in wholeness. And so if you feel that this morning, that's exactly what the Holy Spirit is doing. He's saying, I, Jesus is showing up saying, I have come to set you free. You don't have to come, but I'm calling you. You don't have to walk out of it, but I want you to. I want you to walk free from it because I love you. I want you to walk free from it because there's so much more that I have for you. I want you to walk free. So hear the Holy Spirit 
calling you this morning. It's time to come out. You're coming out. I pray that those words echo in your heart as you leave. It's time to come out. Church, you're coming out. So Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Father, that who the Son sets free is free indeed. And that Jesus, you showed up this morning, this moment in time, spoke a word that you are breathing on to say, I have come to set the captives free. And those that have been held captive in their disappointment, in their offense, in their unforgiveness, in their bitterness, in whatever has been holding them captive, that you have showed up in this moment saying, I have come to bring life and life more abundantly, and I have come to set the captives free. And I, I declare right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare freedom, that chains break as I say freedom in the name of Jesus, that attachments to the past, freedom in the name of Jesus, the things that you've wanted to hold on to, freedom in the name of Jesus. They will no longer hold you. You're coming out. You're coming out. I declare it in the name of Jesus. And also seal this over them, that freedom, that they walk in a new freedom, that like suddenly their eyes are open. That life is being breathed into dead places, places where dreams went to die. That, that as the attachments are let go of, Father, that you are breathing life into those places. Your spirit is breathing into those places. Causing beauty to come forth. That there's a turnaround that is happening in many people's lives, even online. Right now in your homes, as you say, I release it, I release it, I release it. Just even in your chair right now, just I release it. No more attachments to those things. I'm not going to hold it, Father. I place it in your hands. I give it to you. I'm walking free from this. I'm coming out. I am coming out. I'm coming out. I hear the voice of the Lord. I hear the Spirit of God call. I'm coming out. And I'm stepping into the newness of life that you have for me, armed with the spirit and with power. New power is yours today. New power. As Father, as you breathe, Father, as you're breathing healing, as you're breathing life, and beauty grows from ashes. Life springs forth. In Jesus' name, I seal this word to them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, you're so good. And if you don't know Jesus today, if you're listening to this or you've walked away from Jesus, and, and same thing like the verse that I read just a moment ago that says, whatever the light exposes, it corrects. The Holy Spirit, even when we've walked away, Jesus is always calling us. He's always going after us because we belong to him. And so, and he loves us so much. And so his, his heart is for us to come. And so you may be watching us, you may be here, whatever it is that you've walked away or you don't know Jesus and you feel something in your heart saying, I want this, I know this. That's Jesus calling your name right now.
And so I want you to say this prayer with me and, and just repeat after me. Jesus, I hear you call. And I'm answering the call. Be the Lord of my life. Forgive me for all of my sin. And make me new. I surrender all to you. Jesus, I believe in you. I surrender. Make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you said that prayer for the first time and you're here, please let us know. Uh, Wayne is right there in the front. Come talk to him. We got a Bible that we can give you, um, but come talk to Wayne. If you just said it online and uh, you just said the prayer with us, type in, in the thing, um, said the prayer. I can't remember, I'm supposed to say something else, but I can't remember the word right now. So I said the prayer. And there is a online pastor that is there right now that uh, will reach out to you and get some material in your hand um, for you, some resources for you to follow. Um, but welcome to the family if you did. Welcome to the family if you did. Welcome to the family. This is a family of God. <laughs> it's incredible what Jesus will do for your life. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.